Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. One of the most challenging tasks to do on a brand new project is upgrading the Laravel version. But at the same time, it's also kind of cool because you get to see kind of how the project is put together and and depending on the way that you do it you get to understand what files are where and all that stuff because mm-hmm. there are paradigms but people do stuff differently right just, just to clarify something when you say brand new you mean like a project that existed and we're joining the project oh not right like, yeah not yeah, a brand yeah. new laravel new type situation right yeah okay, but what just, i want to talk about applies to both situations like if or not not a brand new but like if yeah. you're doing the upgrade yourself oh, or sure, if yeah. you're you're a brand new contractor coming in correct so okay. um What's what's cool about that is that you get to, like I said, see how the project's put together. You kind of have a reason to look through some of the stuff and understand it. But the dangerous part about it, too, though, is like if there's not a lot of unit tests or, um, you know, you don't know exactly what you're looking at, mm-hmm. you're basically changing potentially many files or requirements and stuff and not knowing if what you did broke anything because, you know, you have to you have to either use each thing by hand again if you're part of the project. Or you have to just hope, if you're brand new to it, that you didn't break anything. <laughs> I, I like how diplomatic we, you were when you said, you know, if there's not a lot of unit tests, as opposed to <laughs> the only test is like example test in the feature directory. Yeah. And you just like close your laptop in anger and walk away. Or my favorite is um, maybe three or four tests <laughs> that have either been all commented out or say like the <laughs> tests don't work anymore. Like, yeah, on. I guess that's worse. Like a full test suite that fails is worse almost worse i think it is worse than not having any tests at all yeah because you get to know what maybe someone thought it should do at some point right yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so um you know there's a couple different ways to upgrade um i'll tell you the specific way that i do it for projects that i want to look at all the different files yeah and i think it's 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 a little bit different um than i think i've seen most people okay so i'll have the project running um, let's just say it's a Laravel 9 application. Mm-hmm. I have that running um, uh, in one directory. And in another directory, I'll do a brand new create project from Composer with Laravel. Oh. So that I install 10. whatever is the newest thing okay. or 11 or whatever the, you know, the version is right now. Yeah. And uh, so I'll get the brand new Laravel configuration there, which of course doesn't have a Git in it. It's completely separate. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll copy that Git folder to, from the old project into the new project. Say that again, the, like the literal dot git folder that has yeah. the, okay, all right. Okay, and so, what? because what I'm doing there is I'm trying to make sure that I have a record of all the files that should be there at some point and make sure that I kind of copy them or move them over or whatever. So uh, a lot of times I'm using PHP Storm, and so okay. I'll do that, and then I'll like right-click and I'll choose commit, and I'll show like all the missing files or something. So yeah. maybe I'll look at the controllers and I'll start copying over sure. a file by file yep. in there. And before you know it, it either it goes away and, and PHP Storm is like, there's nothing to commit in here because it's recognizing there's no changes since last time. Mm-hmm. Or it, if if you have to push them, put them in there, it might show like, like you have to extend a different controller or something like that. And so you'll yeah. see all of the ones are there, but they're all modified. Interesting. So just like two two comments I had. I've kind of done what you're talking about, but I, I would always go the other direction, right? Like, so the, the, the project repo is there. The new project is in a separate folder. And I would use a tool to like diff them 
and see what changed. You know, like in the kernel or yeah, in the, yeah. the routes file or something. But that's interesting. You go the other direction and actually using Git as a tool to kind of track what's left to do. I like that, Aaron. That's cool. Thank you. I, I realize it's not easy and it's not what everyone would do. But, yeah, it's but the tedious, be- the, right? Yeah, the added benefit, though, is I get to look at every single file yes, in right. a way. Like, I don't have to read them all or understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But using this process, I at least know that, like, oh, so there's, you know, 30 controllers and they're, they're you know, broken up into three folders or whatever. And you yeah. can tell that by looking at the old project. But when you have to move them over, it's sort of like, it's like when people tell you take notes during a lecture. Okay. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But when you yeah. write things down, you tend to remember them a little bit better. And so this sure. is my sort of version of that is when I, when I actually have to touch everything and move it all over, um, I start to, you know, understand it. And then at the same time, depending on, you know, like I said, your setup is if you have new um, code standards or something, yeah. as you move each file in or whatever, you'll be able to see, like, I need to apply the code standards to this file. And then when I go to commit, I'll see the difference between the old version from the old project based on Git to my new version that is extending or using the new Laravel features and is up to code standards. And you can kind of see the difference file by file that way. Yeah, no, I I see the benefits of that approach. And I think I see it, especially in the context you set up, which is like you're joining a project, Mm -hmm. a legacy project that is, is completely new to you. So like this little bit of extra manual labor you know, tedious file by file stuff actually is serving another benefit in addition to just right. upgrading the app. So I, I, I like that. It does take forever and it is tedious. Yeah. But it's, it's at least for me, which we've already talked about, I'm a little weird, but at mm. least for me, it gives me the most value as a programmer that wants to stay with that project. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I could, I can see that. <laughs> what would you do? All right. So, um, Personally, I'm a fan of Laravel Shift, right? So for those that don't know, this is a service. You pay a nominal amount. And like, I'm talking like, I think it's $19 or some some very low amount to basically it opens a PR against your project and does the upgrade for you. And um, like maybe just to kind of contrast this. So what you set up, Aaron, the very thorough like file by file thing is is also kind of what shift does and and i feel like a lot of people that upgrade laravel don't do either of those approaches they like they look at the change log and do the things it says you have to do or they fix things that break but for example like all the different- so they, they just composer update yeah. to right. whatever the new version is right. and then see if anything broke yeah but but if like all the config files for example things change in there right like database options or defaults mm-hmm. things change and like you don't you don't have to do it like if you don't do it your app will work but it kind of makes the app feel less consistent and out of date with like what it would look like if you just did a fresh Laravel 10 install versus upgrading an in-place Laravel 9 app to Laravel 10 and so that's true like i think if if um you know if we've been we've been doing Laravel for a long time so it's not going to be weird if i go into a project and I see all the models at the top level of the app folder. Mm-hmm. But if you just right. learn Laravel or you've only been doing it for a year, you yeah. see that and you're gonna be like, what's go what's going on here? Why is it not <laughs> in the models folder or like right. like all my other brand new projects have been? So I, I can I can see where maybe like adjusting some of the things, you know. Mm-hmm. So if so you're saying basically it 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 not only upgrades the code, it upgrades the paradigms and moves all the kind of stuff around too. 
Right, exactly. Because because things evolve over time. Like I, the one I'm just thinking of is in the HTTP kernel. Like you have to you used to have to list out a bunch of different like facades and middlewares and things. And now it's like those are the default. It comes from the vendor folder, right? It comes from the, the framework. Um, you can overwrite it if you want to, but now that file gets a lot smaller. And this trend is going to continue. I think I think Laravel 11 is going to really strip down the the skeleton even more. So kind of keeping up with it along the way, but. Um, you know, so one, one thing to say about Laravel shift, like it does cost money, but it's faster. I, I'm pretty confident it, it took me less time to do it than it took you to do it, Aaron. Like, oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. um so, so like from a trade-off perspective, it's, it's worth the money. The other thing I like about it, I, I, um, I will say sometimes it does things I would not do in my project. So for example, we, we kind of established this pattern we don't put return types on like public controller actions. Like we're not going to get into why right now, but we just don't do it. Shift will add those. The nice thing is it adds everything as atomic commits in Git. And so you can just revert something, right? If you don't like it, just revert it. Not a big deal. Um, it leaves copious notes too. So like either things it changed that it thinks you should review or things it's like, this has to change, but I'm not going to do it because it can't. Um, you know, like for example, the the change to custom validation rules, like it extends a different interface now, and the methods are different. But it'll it'll list those out for you. It'll say like, go look at these ten files. You need to manually change it. So I, I just like it's a very checklist type approach. Like I open the PR five minutes later, or I pay for the shift five minutes later. I have a PR, and I just kind of work down the comments and commits it leaves, and then I send Aaron a five hundred file pull request for him to review. Yeah, you don't need to get into how angry <laughs> I was when I saw that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's not normally that way. But again, this was a new project we inherited. And there was a lot of stuff that had to be changed. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I can I can see the the, the benefits of that. And, and I'll be honest, for a long time, I didn't see the benefits of it. Okay. I think it was because like there was a project I took on once and I ran a shift through. And according to what I understood, it didn't work. Oh, um, okay. I don't, I don't know if that is true anymore. But you know, when when you get something stuck in your head, yeah. you start to yeah. like kind of gravitate towards that. So sure. it took me a, a long time to kind of be like, oh, I'll, I'll at least accept it into my world again, or something like that. You know, <laughs> and you know, yeah, that's that may not be fair, but that's how people think. So sometimes you just have to, you know, recognize what you're saying to yourself and be like that. That you know, I need to, I need to readjust this. But w one of the things that I'm kind of scared about is uh we have a very disciplined way of going through our projects and understanding what's happening we have the pull request system and all yeah. that kind of stuff that we do with each other i'm concerned about those sort of tools when they go and change stuff that a maybe i don't think necessarily needs to be changed okay. um which you said of course it's in you know atomic or individual commits but uh or, or that you know as an individual developer or something i can't um keep up with all the different changes Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. And and again, tests is like another big factor on top yeah. of this, right? Like you feel a lot more confident letting the tool do an upgrade if you have a that rock solid test suite underneath it to, to verify nothing broke. And I'll give you one example here before we wrap up um, that uh, I, I saw it do on one of our projects and I'm, I'm <laughs> still not sure how, how I feel, but okay. it, isn't, it isn't bad. I think it's just preference. So uh, at some point, the migrations went from being named classes to anonymous classes. And as a rule, you don't 
edit your migrations yeah, once right. they can commit, yep. right? Yep. And so um when it migrated from that older version to a newer one, it changed all of our existing ones on that project to yes. be all, you know, anonymous classes. Mm -hmm. And I get it. But yep. at the same time, I just didn't like it because I'm like, well, from what I understand, that wouldn't break. And those are all been used. Mm -hmm. And now I have a bunch more things I need to review, much right. more changes in my Git that didn't really give me anything because by design, I'm never going to touch those files again. Yeah. I just yeah. want to have a reference of them. Now, I, I can't tell you for sure how I really actually think about whether it should have <laughs> upgraded those or not. <laughs> sure. But I do know that my risk brain was going like, did I need to have these files changed? Yeah. And then how much trust do I put into an automated tool? Right. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that particular change I'm with you on because I'm kind of torn. Like the whole point, I, I think the whole point of anonymous classes was to prevent like, what if you ever had two migrations with the same yeah. name? Now the class names will collide. And so it's like, it's not really a problem if if all those classes were left there, like going forward. Yeah, because moving they, forward, yeah, yeah, they're anonymous. Yeah. So I, I, I think I could see the you know, maybe the argument to back out that commit in the future. But on the other hand, it's like, it didn't really hurt anything either. So I'm like, right. I'm torn too. I don't have a, I don't have a clear opinion. Yeah. On that's that one. the only one I can think of off the top of my head where it was yeah. a, a really good example of it didn't actually matter. Right. Right. You know, yeah. but it's still for me, like, I'm always like, well, do we really want to change files in our project if it's yeah. working? And you know, right. So. Yep. I've noticed that, um, I, like this isn't some big revelation, but like the different generations have a very different view of pop culture, right? Like mm -hmm. music, movies, like what what they what resonates with them. And it has to do a lot with like maybe you know when you were a teenager, what was popular, and kind of maybe your, even your early twenties. But I was um, having dinner the other night, and my ten year old son brought up Danny DeVito, and I'm like, yeah. you don't know who that is. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I do. I know who that is. Like, really, how do you know who that is? Who, who is it? And he's like, it's the guy in Angry Birds. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because like, and so he brought it up on his phone. And sure enough, like in the latest Angry Birds game, there's a Danny DeVito Angry Bird. And that's like his, the extent of his knowledge of Danny DeVito. And like, for me, I'm thinking like the penguin from Batman Returns or like twins. twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But maybe it's people, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly. So I was just thinking, and and I bet if I asked my dad, he might say like taxi or like some other show that's like right. even a generation before. But I like we were just laughing so hard about like Danny DeVito is an angry bird. And that's all my son knows about him. Does he do the voice or is it just the angry bird is named Danny DeVito? <laughs> I don't know, but the picture definitely looks like Danny DeVito. I didn't play the game, so I don't know what the gameplay is like. But I like that it was on purpose that you're not just saying this angry bird looks like Danny DeVito and it's a completely different person. It, it well, it has the name on it, so it, it must be officially licensed. But uh, yeah, there, well, I'm sure there's an interesting there, backstory. There could be other people named Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, so maybe it was like the son of one of the lead <laughs> animators and he's like, I'll name it after my kid. And that's he, right. he's just like, Oh, you look like a really old man. He's like, that's my beautiful son. as an angry bird. <laughs> we joked about a test suite, but if you're kind of stuck and you don't know where to start or maybe how your test could be better, we can help. Head over to mastering Laravel.io and click on the get unstuck page and we can talk.